Hey, this is Matt Rosenberg, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Wednesday, so we're going to talk some comic books. All week, we're talking butlers. Rob Stone has a birthday uh, this week, and if you don't know who that is... I mean, I guess that's kind of okay. He was one of the kids on Mr. Belvedere, and I loved Mr. Belvedere, so I said, hey, let's talk about butlers this week. And, I mean, why not? We've already talked about how great they are and everything, and there's a few of them in comic books. And there's the two main ones, I feel, are Jarvis for Iron Man and the Avengers and Alfred for Batman and the Bat Family. Over on our Facebook page, I posted a poll at the first of the week asking, which one do you like better? And overwhelm, almost like three to one, everybody picked Alfred. And so that's who we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk a little bit about his history in comics, his creation, his changes, and his roles on TV and film. So he first showed up in Batman number 16 written by Don Cameron and with art by Bob Crane. Well, a couple of things. One, his name was Alfred Beagle then. And two, we're pretty sure at this point that Alfred, as Batman's butler, was actually created for the 1943 Batman serial, uh, where, uh, by Victor McLeod, Leslie Swabacker, and Harry Frazier. And DC, as they do, they still to this day, You know, here we are, it's like 70 years later, and they still do this. They want their comics to match their TV stuff. So they're like, oh, Batman's getting a butler? We need a butler in the comics. And the comics just went to press before the movie serials came out. This is, I mean, it's not like for sure, for sure, but it's pretty widely accepted that they were the first ones to do it. And when he first showed up in comics, though, he was kind of a heavier set guy clean-shaven, everything like that. And then, a few months later, when the serials came out, Alfred was played by a guy named William Austin. And he was trim, kind of fit, had the little thin mustache and everything. When all of a sudden, DC was like, oh, again, we have to make our guy look like this. So, in Detective Comics number 83, which was January of 44, so less than a year later... Alfred went to a health resort, and while he was at this health resort, that's when he slimmed down and got a mustache, and that's been his look ever since. Now, some other parts of him have changed over the years. When he first came out, uh, even after he got his new slimmed down look, he was kind of a, I don't want to say a joker because we're talking Batman, but he was the fall guy, the, the funny man, and he would try and be a detective and try and do stuff but really just kind of bumble into a solution. He he didn't, it it was very uh, Mr. Magoo-like, where he thinks he's doing one thing to help, but that's actually not helping, but his other thing that he's doing, unknowingly, is actually what solves the mystery and how we wind up, you know, how he saves the day. Now, as as time would go on, as the years would progress, they would back away from that and make him more serious uh, to the point where, you know, he would discover 
the the back cave you know by accident and it just kind of would go the original it was he was fighting a burglar and hit a switch but then they had it switch to he heard like batman and robin moaning they were hurt and he heard them and he found the secret passage the staircase and went down to the back cave and they realized in both cases they realized okay you can be trusted now there was a weird time back in the 60s which it's dc in the 60s so who knows that he was killed he was killed in detective comics number 328 and we would find out in detective comics 356 he actually been brought back to life but he had amnesia and the process like changed his skin color and gave him telekinetic powers and all these weird markings and for some reason also made him wanting to kill batman and robin and he did this as the outsider that was his name and he would uh he never really fought him directly but he would mind control other people uh, even other things like the batmobile he tried to get the batmobile to kill him he tried to get zatanna and the grasshopper gang and all these other uh agents to fight for him well he would finally fight batman and in the fight, he'd get hit with the same whatchamacallit doozies that turned him into the outsider and turned him back. And he doesn't remember any of it, so life is good now. But then in post-crisis, he never had all that. He was pretty much just good, loyal Alfred. And he had been uh, with the Wayne family all of Bruce's life and done everything he could you know, to, to help him and was always there. He helped raise Dick and Jason and Tim and uh, obviously considered Bruce like a son to him and just uh, even helped with Damien. After Bruce died, he helped raise Damien. But then in the New 52, I say died, we all know he disappeared in time. But in the New 52, we find out that um, Alfred's dad was actually the Wayne's butler. And when he got killed by the Court of Owls, Alfred came over to kind of take over and and do everything and ends up saving Bruce and uh, restoring him when he comes back from the time stream. So, yay. It's, he, he's just a constant in the comics. You know, he's always there, whether it be to serve a hot meal to crack a joke to lighten the mood, remind Bruce that, hey, you have to be Bruce Wayne. You can't just be Batman. I mean, whatever he needs to do, he's there to do it. And I just, I think that's really admirable. Uh, and it's it's so much of Batman's mythos at this point that you've seen him in so many adaptations on both the big and small screens. Going all the way back, I mean, like we, you know, we talked about the 1943 serial he was there and then he was in the 1949 serial as well 1966 you had alan napier play one of the best alfreds that that you've seen in both the 66 series and the movie then you would have uh in well let's just go with tv you would have in Birds of Prey, he was on there, even though Batman wasn't really on there. The 
Huntress was Batman's daughter, kind of. She was on there. Sean Pertwee on Gotham is one of the highlights of that show. I love that show a lot. But he's one of the best parts of that show. There's that new show coming out called Pennyworth that's going to be... I don't remember what channel it's going to be on. It's like IFC or Paramount or something. Uh, I'll probably just buy it on Xbox. A little 10-episode series that's going to be about him starring a guy named Jack Bannon, who's pretty new to the scene. Um, Then on cartoons, I mean, he was on the Batman Superman Hour. He was on Challenge of Super Friends, the Superpowers team. And, of course, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Go back and listen to some of our DC Animated Adventures shows. And we talk all about Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. and how great he is in the animated series version of Batman, Superman, New Batman Adventures, Stack Shock, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, all of them. Um, He was also on The Batman, Batman Brave and the Bold, Young Justice he shows up on, Beware the Batman, the Teen Titans Go, he shows up, but he doesn't speak. He did show up recently on... Uh, Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, which is a great show, one of our favorite shows right now. And on that, he's uh, Daphne's uncle, kind of. So it's it's pretty cool. And you actually have the guy voicing him there um, is Steven Weber, who also was Alfred. Uh, man, when was he Alfred? I'm trying to remember. He'd been Alfred before that, too. I'm just drawing a blank right now because, yeah, my, my brain's dead. But he's been Alfred before. So you've always seen him on TV, and you've seen him on live-action films. You know, Michael Goh was him in all of the Burton Schumacher and all the spinoffs and BBC and everything. Michael Caine was in the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, as a really awesome, awesome Alfred Pennyworth. And Jeremy Irons in Dawn of Justice and Justice League does a really cool job. In the new Joker movie, Douglas Hodge is going to be in there. And that's actually, we're going to talk Joker all next week, just so you know. But that's where the movie kind of lost me is when Alfred and the Waynes are going to show up. It I don't understand. But everywhere. I mean, all the animated direct-to-video stuff uh, with some wonderful talent. I mean, uh, oh yeah, that's where Steven Weber was. He was, he he voiced Alfred in the 66 cartoons that they redid. Uh, the Return of the Cape Crusaders and Batman vs. Two-Face. But uh, Ray Fiennes was in the Lego Batman movie, one and two. Um, he's in Teen Titans Go. I mean, there's, he's just all over. I mean, even in World of Warcraft, you have Alfred Copyworth, Copperworth, sorry, who is basically Pennyworth, and um, he's in the Scribblenauts games, he's in all the Lego games, he's in the Arkham games, he's just everywhere, and I would say he is one of the key components of Batman's mythos. I don't know where I would rank him, you know, if he's on par with I mean, I, I would say I would put Robin above him, but not a specific Robin above him. Uh, I think he's just as important to Batman as Joker or Commissioner Gordon, for sure. Uh, but let me know, how important is Alfred to your Batman? Or who's your favorite Alfred? We just named like a dozen of them. 
Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or over on social media. Just look for The Night Nerd. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Find us. Give us a shout. Email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for us today. Again, I'm Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Streaks on the China never mattered before. Who cares when you drop kicked your jacket as you came through the door? No one glares.